the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The following program is sponsored by Max Out Savings Advisors. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good morning and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. And we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Uh, as always, uh, our show is all about saving money and building up wealth and understanding the world today. Uh, and, and, and our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively, invest conservatively. Uh, that's save aggressively and invest conservatively. Let me. There we go. So uh, our show is about saving money, building up wealth, and understanding the world today. we we got a lot to talk about in the show. You know, what's happening with these bank runs? Why are they happening? Uh, Is this this a threat to your retirement? Uh, You know, there's there's a lot of back and forth on that. We're going to be analyzing that on the show today. Uh, We're going to be talking about, you know, what what caused this uh, and where are we going to go from here. Uh, This is... Yeah, all of this is a continuation of a big picture that that basically was 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 set in place by 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 COVID with massive government spending and uh, uh, record government spending. It was an emergency. We had to shut down the the uh, we had the the economy shut down for two, about two months and. And, and, and they had to stabilize the situation. Uh, the United States of America spent more per GDP than almost any country in the world. I mean, we really went overboard throwing money at the problem, which, which is the standard operating procedure of the United States of America. Anytime there's a problem, you know, they, we've got the Federal Reserve backing us up, and they flood the system with money, and they get to spend as much money on the fiscal spot as they want. And, and so the economy recovered, and yeah, they, they 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 took uh, Fed funds down to to zero basically very quickly, which is just a short term rate, uh, and 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 and, and uh, long term rates went down as well uh, because it, the Fed poured so much money into the system. We saw record low interest interest rates. Uh, the 
they were down to 0.5 percent. Uh, but uh, it didn't, and the, and the government kept spending money. We continued spending money last year. This was a golden opportunity. The Democrats got in power. This was their chance to remake the United States, institute a new religion of climate change on the populace, uh, come in and uh, spend money on, on the new Green Deal, trillions of dollars there, infrastructure, you know, almost a trillion dollar infrastructure program, much of which was, was Green New Deal stuff. And so the money rained from the sky. There was a new theory out there. It was called Modern Monetary Theory, MMT. But for, you know, the, the expert was Stephanie Kelton, which is, she came out of Harvard just across the river from where I am today up here in Boston. And she said, look, since we control the global currency, we can spend as much money as, they, as we want. And, if we, and, 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 and we just print more money. And if inflation comes up, we'll raise taxes on everybody and the inflation will go away. And, and that was the theory. And, and, and out of this, out of that ridiculous theory, came inflation. And, and, and so inflation took off going over 9, 9%. And that, that's a hedonically adjusted number that nobody believes. The true number was probably closer to 15%. There were shortages everywhere. They, they, the inflation was there, but the Fed still kept rates down. Uh, they kept rates really down until, uh, let me see here. Let me look at the numbers here. Until February of last year. Then, in February of last year, uh, the United, uh, Ukraine and Russia got involved in a border dispute. Uh, Russia invaded. Uh, rather than trying to solve the problem and bring in a U.N. commission to get the, the border dispute straightened out, we're dealing with the war. Well, at that point in time, the Fed had to start raising rates. And they, they, they raised the, 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 the Fed funds from zero up to uh, – up to about uh, you know uh, four and three quarters percent. At the same time, the ten-year bond rates started going up as well. Went from you know they they, they started rising and they kept rising, uh, the, and and they ultimately went up to about four four percent, uh, close to five percent, and uh, four point eight percent. And so in the in the four area. And so what we had is interest rates started rising. Well. A couple things happened is that what, the, what we saw was, was that there was a, an issue with some of the banks. Some of the banks, since, since remember, interest rates were at zero and nobody got any money at the bank, the, the, some of the banks got huge amounts of money, particularly in Silicon Valley. They, they came in and, and they had to put the money, so they put it in longer-term bonds. Well, then interest rates started surging upward, and, and, and what we saw was, the interest rates went during that time frame. Let me pull a chart up here. Bear with me just a second. We're going to pull all this stuff together. It went from about uh, January around 1.5% up up to 4.5% close to it uh, on the 10-year. Well, these bonds started losing money. And, and, and what happened was at the same time, Silicon Valley, Silicon Valley Bank, which is a big bank in San Francisco, their customers were all tech people. That the tech, the tech bubble blew up last year. Lots of these people had to pull down much more money than they thought. So the money started flowing out of the bank. Then the bank had to sell longer dated bonds in order to pay for it. But these bonds went down maybe eighty five cents on the dollar because interest rates went so. So they were selling them at a loss. Now, if no one had changed anything. 
Uh, if, if everyone if, had just kept their money, there probably wouldn't have been a problem. Although well, I suspect they've got some problems as well. But instead, there was a run in the banks. And people said, hey, look, uh, interest rates are going up. These guys are losing money. The bank is going to get in trouble. And it's all, a lot of hot Silicon Valley hedge fund money. Uh, not hedge fund, but private equity money. And those guys, I mean, they, they are the toughest group of people around. If they, if they think their dollars are in danger at all, they, they'll be the first ones to cut and run. And that's exactly what happened. There was a, a, a run in the bank. Was this like Lehman Brothers or Bear Stearns? Uh, no. It be, the Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns bought huge amounts of mortgages that were, quote, AAA rated. It turned out to actually be junk. They had massive losses, and the, and the assets on their balance sheet collapsed in value. They were no good, and the bank failed. In this case, this was a classic run on the bank, classic 1930s run on the bank. And so, so that, that's where we are today. Well, then, this week... Uh, we had a couple other banks. We had Signature Bank fail, same way. And then we have First Republic, another San Francisco bank, Silicon Valley, San Francisco. Bank had to have an emergency. Well, I won't say that. A $30 billion rescue, uh, not rescue, but uh, a group of, of big investors and major banks all chipped in and, and put in $30 billion into the bank as a show of confidence. Now, this was... <laughs> This was this was not a bailout. This is interesting. Where this came from was the 1907 banking panic. The same thing happened in in, in, 19, in 1907. There was a bank. Uh, uh, I almost think I want. I, I think it was the Knickerbacker uh, Trust got in trouble or something. And, and so what we saw was that there was there was an issue with the bank. And so what happened is. Is the bank? Tell you what. Hold on, just one second. Let me just turn off something here. Well, I turned, tried to turn off the heater, but that did not work. Uh, so, uh, so what, we, what we're dealing with is is the. JP Moore, the bank is in trouble in 2007. The banking system in New York is in trouble. And so the, there's a run on the bank. Lines are forming around town. And, and so what do they do? So what JP Morgan does is JP Morgan comes in and, and he, uh, he gets everyone in the room at, at the, uh, at one of the clubs in town, locks the doors and says, gentlemen, we're not leaving till we solve this problem. And, and, uh, and so they sit around the table. They said, "Okay, what we're going to do is we're going to invest our own our, our own money in the bank. It's a show of confidence. They made a big show of it. It was in all the papers, and they stabilized the situation. This is how J.P. Morgan basically became the he was the guy that basically ran Wall Street in the banking system for decades because he's able to do that. So this was this was another strategy to try to try to get that going. So." So what we what we're seeing is is this is this is the same type of situation here. It, they're they're trying to stabilize the banks, and so what they're going to do is is they're going to sit there and and uh, and try to run this. Now we're going to explain some more. Let's tell you what. Let's take a quick break if we could, and uh, and we'll be right back. Uh, so what? Uh, change something up here and see if we can get this uh, the system set up here a little better, but. Uh, so do we have time for a break? 
Out Saving Show with Ted Gioca is taking your calls now at 713-339-1070. Ted Gioca will return after these messages. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Saving Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. 
Once again, here's your host for the Max Out Savings Show, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. Uh, we're out of town today, and if it's just we're working remotely, so we have a couple issues, but. Uh, look, so what we're doing is we're talking about, look, what happened with the failure of, of, of Silicon Valley Bank and then Signature Bank failed and then, uh, and then First Republic got in trouble and, and there was a, uh, a show of confidence of $30 billion uh, with that bank, First Republic of San Francisco. Uh, uh, Signature, I believe, was out of uh, Boston. Uh, it, and uh, a, a couple things. And then there was also Credit Suisse, which which is 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 in the midst of a bailout. Those are two, that's a, a separate story. But there, there's a couple things. What you have to understand is, look, in the 1980s, uh, Penn Square Bank got in trouble and failed. It, was, it caused a big problem out there in the markets. Uh, and, and there's a common theme to all this: Lehman Brothers, Bear Stearns. It, it was Penn Square in the 80s, and then Allied Bank and Texas Commerce, and, and, and a lot of the savings and loans in Texas failed because the oil business. The oil business slowed down, oil prices plunged, uh, people were over leveraged, and the banks got in trouble. In 2008, uh, in, 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 in uh, the, the mortgage uh, markets, uh, Wall Street was securitizing mortgages, and, and, they, and they misunderstood the risk in, 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 to mortgages because, because it had been so many years since all the housing had fallen across the country. And a lot of what they thought was AAA mortgages turned out to be junk and, and virtu- uh, uh, valued virtually worthlessly. So, so uh, Bear Stearns failed. Lehman Brothers failed. There was another. There was a bailout. There was a bailout in the nineteen eighties. In the nineteen eighties, when a lot of the banks were taken over in the oil and gas sector. Well, flash forward here to twenty twenty uh, to twenty twenty three. Uh, we had the tech bubble, which blew up last year. Uh, technology was the thing. We on the Max Out Savings Show back in November, December. Of, of 2021, we were saying, look, there's basically five or six companies worth $9 trillion, which is works out to be about 40% of the whole GDP of the United States. When these start going down, there's not enough money in the world to keep them up. There was this massive bubble. Everyone was investing in tech startups, and now those tech startups are going bust. They're losing money, and here we have uh, two San Francisco banks, which is uh, Silicon Valley uh, in Republic, uh, they, they, they're in the, the tech sector banks, they blew up. In another bailout, here it comes. So, so we've seen this, this before. So that, that's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with huge problems in the tech sector, huge losses. And these losses were building up, and then interest rates went up. And they're really not even talking about – I'm suspecting Silicon Valley's got some loan losses in their portfolio as well. But – but but that that's sort of what we're dealing with. What what changed a little bit this time was was that people they can have an app on their phone and and they they can uh, they can uh, they can move money uh, out wire money out with a couple taps of the phone. Uh, and, and and it's a pretty simple process uh, to to get done. And so if 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 some of their buddies are doing it, and then you know, they call their friend up and said, "I pulled my money out of Silicon Valley. Why?" But da 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 da. I'm worried about the bank, and and then the CEO of that company goes, "Oh," or the CFO goes, "I better do the same thing," and it just kind of fed in itself. 
they didn't have to go walk down to the bank and sign some papers. They could just do it over a, a few taps over their phone. And so this, so this money is much more flighty. And so what this was is, unlike Lehman Brothers, uh, it, uh, uh, which lost funding, lost the credit side of the, the balance sheet, the banks lost the deposit side in the old-fashioned 1930s-style run. Now, we're going we're gonna to stabilize this, and we're going to get this taken care of. Uh, the, the, the concern is, is a couple things. Uh, if they have to, they're going to guarantee all the deposits, but that puts huge risk. This seems to be in the smaller banks because the big banks, J.P. Morgan, uh, Wells Fargo, uh, Morgan Stanley, uh, you know, uh, Bank America, uh, that group, they have, they're what's called too big to fail. And what, what our regulators have done is if they've made sure that they, they've raised all their capital requirements very high, uh, they also have different ways to hedge their positions. And so they have a lot of capital. They're, much, they're, they're safer banks. So you say, well, this isn't a problem. These are small banks, and, and we'll just guarantee deposits. We'll go on away. Here's the problem. <laughs> Pardon me. Here, here, here's the problem with this. Is a couple couple numbers I want to run, run, run by you here is – these are small banks. Uh, well, uh, Silicon Valley's 18th or 16th biggest bank in the country, but there's smaller banks. I've talked to a number of small bankers. I've talked to a lot of clients this week. Some of these people have a lot of money at small banks. And like, look, I've talked to the banker. The ba- bankers say it's fine. What do you think? And uh, I said, look, if it's, if it's 250000 you're okay. And if, you, if you're married, you actually have 500000 between the two of you. So, uh there's ways, you know, that, that, that you're protected, but you want to check on the bank. But the, the problem is, is where do we go from here? If need be, they're going to say everybody's guaranteed. But but the problem is, the small banks are very valuable. And, 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 and let me run some numbers by you. The small and mid-sized banks do 80% of the commercial lending in the country. I mean, we actually, I tweeted out this the other day. They do 50% of, of the... Uh, of the uh, commercial industrial lending in the country, and they do 60% of the residential mortgages as well. So these guys do business with small small companies. Uh, you know, the big banks, they don't want to talk to you. You know, if you're a $100 million company, they want the business badly. If you're a small startup, they really don't want to talk to you. You know, it's, hey, tell you what, uh, we'll set it, call us up. We'll set an appointment up with you next week. Uh, you get to the bank and, and you know, you, you call in, you talk to, you know, they, they send you to a call center and then you wait on hold for 15 minutes to talk to somebody. It, 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 they don't want that type of business. It, it, whereas the small and medium-sized banks, they know the people in the community. They know the businessmen in the community. They work with them. They help them uh, get loans for, for 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 their business. They help them get factoring loans for the receivables. They help them. They help them with uh, the uh, commercial real estate if they want to build a building and expand or whatever. The, 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 the small and medium banks are there for. They do the lion's share of the work. And, and the thing to understand is, is that about sixty percent. Actually, I'm sorry. It, it's two thirds of, of of the of jobs created in the United States of America. Two thirds of the jobs created in the United States of America 
are, are, are created by small business. So small and mid-sized businesses, these guys are the wealth creators, the, the job engines in the United States of America. It's not J.P. Morgan. It's not Wells Fargo. These guys come in, you know, after these people have built up their companies, and then, they, you know, they want to do business. So these guys at the top, they're not creating jobs. It's the small banks and, and medium banks. <clears throat> these are the banks that are in trouble. And so what... What, one of the things that's going to come out of this, and the big big question here is, is is this inflationary or is it deflationary? So this is the it, it's a very smart people on both sides are saying you know deflationary or inflationary. Now a couple thoughts on this. This is going to tighten credit conditions because if you're a small or medium sized bank, you're dealing with phone calls all day long. People want to take their money out. This someone comes in for a construction loan or they want to put it, put it, you know, expand the plant or or whatever. You know, they're they're going to you know they're going to tighten up the restrictions quite a bit on the credit just to be on the safe side. So this is going to slow down lending in the country. And this is going to slow down the economy. Uh, I, I think the odds of a recession starting up in the next three months or so has really gone up because of this. I think you've got to factor that in. And, and uh, be, 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 yeah, because, again, I just 80% of the commercial real estate. So this is going to affect commercial real estate. It's going to be harder to get a loan. It's going to be more expensive. Rates have gone up. But the credit has tightened. So, so even before, if, if you know, the credit, maybe the, the, the interest rates have come down a little bit because we've seen such a drop in interest rates in the last week. But it's like, well, look, uh, we'll do the deal, but instead of putting 20%, we'd like you to put 35% or 40% down. And, and so that's going to, well, I don't want to build that big of a building. We'll scale it back. You know, I don't put that much down. We'll scale it back some and do something I can live with. So, so that's going to slow down the economy. Well, maybe we'll wait and, and see what happens with the economy. So this is going to slow the economy down. Now, th th so that should slow down inflation. But here, here's the issue, though, is it, and this is a big contention. The banks lost about $480 billion in, uh, in, in deposits, uh, basically the six banks with the highest potential problems out there. It, it, now the, the the borrowing at the so where does that deposits which means those 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 four hundred sixty billion dollars that doesn't mean the money vanished into thin air it means that they took the money from one bank and moved it to another bank so the money is still there but but these banks had to cover their deposits so they went to the Fed window and borrowed about three hundred million dollars right now it, 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 that's how much the the borrowing at, at the windows going up which means someone's deposited some securities and they have more cash, which has put more cash into the system. So that's going to be more inflationary. Now, I, a lot of people say this isn't, uh, it isn't quantitative easing, but it, it's not technically, but in a way it is. The B, BTFP, uh, which is the bank uh, term finance program or whatever it is, where banks can put, the, that what they said to the banks is, look, we know you guys have a lot of, of of loans of of triple A high quality government bonds that are that are down simply because interest rates went up so they're less value. Remember, when interest rates go up, the price of a bond goes down. It's like a teeter totter, it, 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 and so 
some of these banks are going, look, we're just going, we're, they're turning over 50 or $100 million worth of bonds that are 85 cents to the dollar instead of sending 85 million in cash, they're getting 100 million back in pain. But, but again, that puts more money into the system. So at a minimum, it slows down the, 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 the it's probably putting somewhere atop on interest rates here pretty quickly. Maybe the Fed does a quarter point just to look like they're serious coming up. It, it's, we'll have to see how well it stay. If they feel it stabilized this week, they probably will. Uh, if they do, if they're not, if they're still concerned, they probably won't raise it. But but what what we're dealing with is is that that the Fed is going to be looser going forward because they're trying to stabilize the market. So this is going to be inflation. They don't have inflation under control. Inflation right now is about six and a half percent. So you don't throw in the towel and give up on inflation when it's at six and a half percent. That's still pretty high. So, so, and all the money being put over to the Fed, uh, the bonds being put to the Fed at 85 cents in the dollar, maybe some are less, some are more, and getting back 100 cents is putting more money in the system. So on one side, we have credit conditions tightening, and on the other side, we have more money coming in. Uh, and then if you couple that with what we've talked about in this show about the, the wartime economy, remember, interest rates started, we didn't, when did the Fed start raising rates? February of 21, that's the same time the Russians went into the Ukraine. Once you have a war, and remember, the U.S. is backing, uh, backing Ukraine. We're giving them hundreds of billions of dollars, over $100 billion worth of, of, of armaments. We're backing their, their civil, uh, their, their, their government. We're paying for their pensions of the Ukrainian people. We're just pouring money. We're all in. Joe Biden has said he's going to take out Vladimir Putin. And, and, and so this is a, we're in a wartime economy. Uh, we're, we're pulling down all, as we've talked in the show, we're, we're dangerously pulling down our munitions of, of, of javelin missiles, of stinger missiles, of, of all types of, of missiles of, of, uh, 150, what's 150 or 155 millimeter shells, uh, with, you know, they, uh, some of these things, they're shooting enough shells in one week. That, that, that's like a year of production in the United States for these things. At the same time, the Chinese are looking at this and go, well, look, we might have to fight the, 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 the Americans. It's almost like, what's that, uh, Sun Tzu's art of war. I mean, th- these generals are all steeped in that in China, but, but they're, con- but they're struggling right now because they're like, well, we're, you know, they're positioned to, to get the United States if they have to take us down. But they're looking, they're going, oh, my God, these people are destroying themselves. And they look up in the book, and there's nothing in the art of war about a fool running a country and utterly destroying it. How do you react? It, 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 it's so it's facetious here, but understand we're pulling down all our munitions ahead of a potential war with China that's going to take us years to build back up. And the Chinese are moving their idea of coming into Taiwan up because they see we're in a bind because of, of the war with, with the Ukraine. And so... This is why we said, look, we need peace in the Ukraine. We need some type of, of deal. We need to figure out what the true boundaries are. Uh, it, it's a border dispute. But to be fair, the U.S. doesn't know how to handle that because the U.S. doesn't actually have borders in the United States of America. Uh, you know, they turned the southern border over to the Colombia, to the Mexican cartels. And, and, and so they're confused. But, but, but 
back to what we are talking about here is understand this is more of a wartime economy. They're, they're, look, we need more jets. We need more missiles. We need more more uh, uh, munitions. We need more missiles. We need more uh, we need more ships. The uh, Chinese are up. So the, all these orders are coming to do all this stuff. So the economy is not going to just go off a cliff because there's so much production that has to be done. At the same time, we're moving our production capacity back to the United States of America to, you know, we're, we're putting how many semiconductor f- factors in Taylor, Texas, Phoenix, Arizona, Columbus, Ohio, up in New York, all over the place, we're putting these semiconductor plants, and these require people that require more stuff. So all these things, it, it, it's, it's, it's a very muted time. So this is going to be more like the 70s. It, 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 and, and, and so if you look at it, the 70s, the inflation went down and it went back up. Look, inflation's going down. They've got oil prices going down. Oil, oil's dropped quite a bit in here, and we're going to be discussing that in the in the next segment. But uh, but but when oil starts going back up again, the inflation's going to take off again. So so we. We think the inflation is going to continue at a higher normal level. We think the economy is going to slow some because because basically the, the the banking crisis has kind of done the job for the Fed, but the Fed is going to have to shift to a looser stance to stabilize the situation over there. So, so in, in that environment, uh, I, I think I think you still want to be in, in, in you want to still have that kind of barbell approach of safety. Uh, you can still get very good rates. I mean, how, the last six months we've been talking about treasury yields, about short-term treasury yields. And, and why does this happen just now uh, with, with these banks? Why did we suddenly have a run? Well, one of it's because of technology, but the other reason is is because most of these banks have been paying virtually zero on their on their on their deposits, you know, 0.4%. Well, someone can go over and get 5% on a U.S. Treasury. Uh, you know, why not go do that? So, so this thing, as we were talking about, this, this was like a, uh, like a, uh, a water that was just, was just close to boiling. You know, and it, it, the temperature was really surging in the, into the water. It, it, and then something clicked in, you know, like the pressure, if you put a little pressure in the water, it doesn't boil as at that temperature it boils. And then you pull the pressure off and it just flashes and, and these, and these deposits flashed because people are like, well, the bank might be in trouble. I'm getting 0.4%. I can go over to a money market and get four and a half, or I can go buy a treasury and get four something. You know, it, this was a very simple deal. It, 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 we, we've had this happen in the past where rates have gone up, but they haven't gone up at the level we, 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 we did. In 04, this happened, but, but the long bonds didn't go up as much. The long rates didn't go up as much, which pushed down the, the, treasury, the treasuries and caused the losses that we see. But, but the, the, the banks created part of this themselves because they've not raised the deposit rates at the bank. Uh, now, the big banks, since they're getting a lot of money in, are they going to raise the deposits rates? Probably not. And this is going to cause another issue. But, but we're going to see them. We're going to work to solve this problem and make sure that the banking system is stabilized. And, and I'm going to talk some more about this after this quick break. And what, and what about the stock market? What about the oil markets? What about everything else that's happening? Gold went up $100 this week. What's going on? We're going to discuss some of that and how it affects your retirement after this quick break in the Max Out Savings Show.
If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message, we're 512newmedia, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. In the 1970s, the big song was the Bee Gees Stayed Alive. Well, it was difficult back then to stay alive if you were a retiree. Inflation was running rampant, and since then, over the last 25 years, it's gone away. Well, inflation's coming back, and it's going to endanger your retirement. If you're a retiree, inflation is your biggest enemy. Hi, this is Ted Gioka of the Max Out Savings Show. If you need help with your retirement, I'd like to help you out. Go to MaxOutSavings.com. That's MaxOutSavings.com, and we'll show you how you manage through inflation. Don't let inflation destroy your retirement. The Big 1070 is everywhere on TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com, and in Houston on AM 1070 and FM 1033. The answer. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings, investments, and your retirement uh, here on the show today. The... Uh, we're talking about the about the 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 run of the banks and where does this stay? We, we we see this, you know, they're struggling to stabilize it, but they're gonna they're gonna do what it takes, uh, and and so I think it's gonna push down government rates. Some we actually had a caller uh, in the break had asked what it's gonna do to money market rates. I think you're gonna see the money rate market rates start to fall. Uh, looking at the uh, at 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 just the one month uh, Treasury, it, it was about. It was 483 uh, a week ago, and, and basically it's about 425 right now. So there's that's always dropped over, already dropped over a half a point in in, in the the. Uh, so, so expect the rates to drop some, but but you're still getting over four percent in many of the money market funds, which is a better place. In the money market funds, they're not insured like a bank deposit, but but you're buying a, a bigger group of bonds. Uh, we own for our clients. We own a lot of the uh, of the uh, the treasury money markets just because we, we like the idea of just getting the, the, the rates aren't a whole lot different. And, and so if I can just be in the safest thing, 
Uh, I just assume be that way. But but, but this is this is the issue. Uh, as I said, the one month thirty day Treasury bill is about four four and a quarter approximately right now percent. Uh, the uh, look, looking out the let me pull up. It's, the, the two-year Treasury went from about 5.05 to 3.81. That's the biggest drop in a week or two, in a week, basically in about 10 days. That's the biggest drop since the stock market crash in 1987. So, so we have to watch this stuff. So, so where do we go from here? A couple things we want to watch. Credit Suisse, they're merging it. It looks like they might merge it with, with, uh, with, uh, UBS in in uh, in Switzerland most likely they're going to take over their money management operation. The problem Credit Suisse has is is that they're they they have a lot of derivatives in there, which is just basically financial contracts that, that when things start going out of whack, like interest rates go way up, like they have done, or other things happen, those things can can explode into into massive. Uh, Gains or losses, and and I think I think they're going to have to somehow separate out that derivatives book because if that derivative book blows up, it'll take down a lot of stuff out there, and so that's one thing we want to watch. That the Swiss National Bank has injected fifty four billion dollars into Credit Suisse to stabilize it. Uh, they they the, the Swiss National Bank's got a lot of assets. They got like over a hundred million of just stocks that they can sell if need be, but. But but this is something we want. The, the problem with Europe is in a much tougher shape. The one thing I will say, look, one thing you you must understand about the U.S. banking system, it's in pretty good shape, particularly the bigger banks. These guys, they, they have really, uh, the, the, the Basel Agreement, they, they really forced them to raise their capital in the United States. They forced all the banks to recapitalize. The Europeans never did that. The Europeans don't have the capital ratios, the, the, which is kind of a cushion, you know, monetary cushion in the bank for losses that the, that the American banks have. So our banks are in, are in pretty good shape here. The real estate market's holding up pretty well here. Uh, and and so I, I think we're in much much better shape. The European banking system—that's the one you want to watch. I mean, these people had no business getting in this. You know, they're 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 fighting a war. They have banking issues, uh, and so this is this is something we're we're watching closely over there. Now, a, 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 by the way, if you want to get in with a quick question or comment, seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here at the Max Out Savings Show. That's seven one three 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 nine. 1070 at the Max Out Savings Show. The, I, I said that the two-year drop is, is hasn't dropped this much. It went from five, a little over five percent to three point eight percent, 125 basis points. That's the biggest drop since 1987. You almost have to go back to 1982 on this. Uh, but yeah, that, that was the stock market crash. The interesting thing to me is is the. the the Nasdaq is up 4.4 percent. Uh, the, 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 the Standard Poor's 500 was up about 1.4 percent this week. Look, this is a pretty bad crisis. When people are worried about their bank system, when there's runs on the bank, okay, that's not a positive. I, I, I think I think we're seeing some, you know, uh, all let's all get together and stand up with the big companies and not sell stocks. I think maybe. The Fed or someone else might be in there trying to stabilize the, the financial, the, the stock market, so nobody worries too much. But, but as we said earlier in the show, 
that, that the small banks, the medium-sized banks, it's not that they're all in trouble, but they're going to tighten up lending standards because of this. It, and as we said, 80% of the commercial real estate, uh, 50%, uh, 50, yeah, 50% of the commercial uh, and industrial lending, which is small business, most small businesses lend. Uh, a bank at small and medium-sized banks because they can get the service. You just can't get any service at the big banks unless you have $10 million there. And, and, and so, uh, so, so so this is kind of an issue. And so this is, I mean, this puts up, at, at, at the best way to put this, this puts a question mark on where the economy is going from here. So the idea that the stock market is up, I think, is questionable. That, <clears throat> What I've noticed in, in through uh, the number of these crises over time, the market sometimes will stabilize and then go down later on. I, I, I'm not convinced this is the start of the new bull market in the tech sector. Uh, you know, they're, they're still very expensive. The, the, we're still dealing with what we believe is now going to be a slowdown in the economy going forward. So this is something. This is something we're going to have to watch. Uh, so the best performing asset this week was. Was gold. Gold was up by uh, five point seven percent, up over a hundred dollars. And it just goes to show you. I mean, you don't want to have all your money in gold and silver, but you should have some percentage in physical gold or silver because if there ever, you know, these banks. I mean, that there, if something were to happen, yeah, just to be on the safe side. But the, but the bigger problem is not even that. But you're going to see more inflation come up from out of this. Keep in mind. We're spending 5.7% of GDP right now. Now, if they have to put more money in or do some other special thing, it's going to be more money this year. It, it, they, they, we should have been pulled. When we had a good economy going, we had hot inflation. That was the time to cut back spending. That was the time to reduce some of these ridiculous benefits they gave out for COVID. And they, this was a golden opportunity to kind of restructure things a little bit. And they, and they didn't do anything. They just Joe Biden wanted to just keep spending money on the climate, on economic. Equity inclusion, uh, and it was just incredible. you know. If you look at the Silicon Valley Bank, uh, that that was the one of the wokest banks in the United States. They did not have a risk officer, which I, I can't even believe they did not have a risk officer, which which works to, at Max Out Savings Advisors. We we manage people's retirement assets. We're pretty good at it. Uh, we we we're really good in crisis. I mean, we 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 tend to do very well. Uh, you know, I just went through our our portfolios. I was surprised how well well things were holding up. And actually, for what we thought was going to happen next, I just I had little green checks on on in most of the positions I thought were were where we wanted to be. But we do a lot of risk analysis. They did not have a risk officer, yet they had a diversity inclusion and equity officer in the company. It, the, it, it, to me, it, the, the, off, the risk officer in London was also working on diversity, equity, inclusion. The same thing with Signature Bank in Boston, diversity, equity, inclusion. We called up uh, Fidelity Corporation for a client. They, they'd taken out too much money out of their provident fund, and we're trying to figure out what happened. It, it, the first, we get put on hold. We get we get a lecture on on uh, fidelity. Watches the importance of of diversity, equity, and inclusion. I, I just could not believe it. These people aren't paying attention to their businesses, and, and they're failing. I mean, I, I I felt like I was being, you know, it, I, I, it was like being accosted by. I basically believe diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate change is a new religion. I felt like they were trying to proselytize their their bastard religion 
on me at Fidelity. I was appalled. I mean, it wasn't my account, uh, but I, I just couldn't believe that they would do such a thing. These people are taking their eyes off the ball of managing money and of managing risk. And, 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 and Silicon Valley Bank failed. One of the things they were paying so much attention to diversity, equity, inclusion, they weren't into climate change. They weren't paying attention to their business and they failed. And, and, and we're seeing this in other areas of the country where people are so fixated on this, they're not paying attention to basic business. You want to be with a conservative bank that's going to watch out for things, you know, that's going to be conservative. You look at Frost Bank here. I mean, these people. Yeah, I'm sure they say something about that, but they're watching, they're looking at the numbers, they're looking at the risk, and they're trying to protect the assets. That, that's the real key to things, I think. And, and, you know, and there's a lot of the, the Texas banks are in much better shape. Because remember, the banks we're talking about, uh, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature Bank, uh, and uh, First Republic Bank were either in, uh, well, most of them were in California around Silicon Valley. I think one was in Boston. I think Signature's in Boston. That, you know, those are, you know, they're paying all attention to ESG. They're not paying attention to the numbers. So, so you want to be with a solid conservative bank. I think the banking system overall is in very good shape and will continue to be. So this is something I think we're going to continue to watch. Uh, the markets, again, I would be a little cautious because I don't think, I, 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 I don't think this is priced into the market. I don't think, the, the key isn't whether, the key is, is this going to slow down the economy? And, and, and small and medium-sized banks are at the heart of innovation, job creation, and small business, in, which creates a good, you know, the two-thirds of the jobs in the United States. That's going to slow the economy down. That's going to slow down hiring, and I don't think that's factored in. I think I think the move up in, in, in precious metals, you could see some pullbacks, and I think it's going to continue. We're still dealing with the war in the Ukraine and Russia. We're still dealing with, with the crisis with Credit Suisse is not solved yet. They're probably going to try to solve that over the weekend. And, and, and the Fed is going to have to put more. The idea of quantitative tightening is out the window right now. The, the, probably the idea of higher interest rates for now is out the window and, and, and so this is going to cause probably, I don't think it's going to cause deflation like most people think with the banking crisis, because I think we're still dealing with, with, with moving our supply chains back from, from, from China, which is going to be inflationary, dealing with a buildup of the war with, with Russia, which is going to be, I mean, even if we get peace, peace tomorrow, there's still massive amounts of munitions, missiles, airplanes, ships. All types of things have got to be rebuilt because our, 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 our arsenals are bare because of the war and they've got to be rebuilt. That all is, is going to add additional production. It, it, and the other thing that's a danger out there is this idea that Joe Biden did of rolling back Bretton Woods where the, where the, where the dollar was going to be the key player in the world, which formed uh, in 1944 after World War II uh, and, and set the stage for, for the growth. Instead, we're going to a bifurcated financial system where the United States and Britain are on one side with the dollar, you know, dollar back, 
and then the Chinese and the Russians and, and, and maybe the Indians and the Saudis and, and Iranians, all these other groups want, want a yuan-backed currency so they won't get dragged into the U.S. sanctions in the future. This, this is going to cause problems for the dollar. So all of this stuff in, in the amount of money we're going to have to pour into the banking system to stabilize things is going to be negative for the dollar over the longer term. And that should also help out oil and gas. Oil and gas is a tougher one. It's getting cheap in here. Uh, look, th- there hasn't been that many new projects come on. We still don't think we still think oil over the long term is going to be a good investment. But I think you want to still continue to manage your assets and understand there's risk in the world today. Uh, we just sent out our free max out savings report. We wrote about this. We're going to try to get another one out there very quickly because things are changing so quickly. If you're not on the list, go to go to the website maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings.com because the world is changing very rapidly. The financial system is changing very rapidly, and you've got to be on top of this. You've got to manage your retirement. You've got to you've got to put risk programs in place to protect your retirement. And so, if you need some help, go to our website maxoutsavings.com. You can request an appointment with me, and I'll go over. Your, your financial situation, see how you're set for retirement, and, and, and see where things are, show you know what you plan to do, and then we'll show you our programs on how we manage money. It's maxoutsavings.com, but at least sign up for the free newsletter, and and also remember our motto in philosophy, which is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Save aggressively, invest conservatively. But the key. We're seeing a lot of problems out there. We're going to get through these because we always do. This is the United States of America. We're seeing change. People, there's real pushback on this ESG, this climate change, and some of the just lunacy that's out there. People are seeing the damage this is doing, and it's changing. You're going to see it continue to change and move things forward. A couple things we're looking for this week. Let's see how they, how are they going to stabilize the banking system? How are they going to do it? I think that's going to be one of the keys, and that's going to tell us where we're going to go forward. What's going to happen with credit? We're going to be watching all of that this week. This weekend, we're going to put out another report next week to kind of give you an update and kind of help you through these tough times. I hope everyone has a good weekend. And we'll see you next week right here on the Max Up Savings Show. AM 1070. Well, it's time to start thinking about landscaping again. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.